Best way to avoid losing consciousness on the log. <laughs> Come on, the log father. Smelling salts increase blood flow to the brain. I've researched this fucking a shit ton, mate, and I still don't have fucking biscuit. I even got into it. This is British Strongman Podcast with Josh Lancaster and Change Your Man. Strongman programming and technical excellence for everyone. Boom. Best way to avoid losing consciousness on the log. <laughs> Come on, the log father. What are the possible causes of the ph this phenomenon? Electrolyte imbalance, sodium deficiency. I've researched this fucking a shit ton, mate, and I still don't have fucking biscuit. So um, I even got into it. There's a vein, that, an artery even, that the pelvis, when your pelvis um, goes into anterior pelvic tilt, can shut off blood flow especially if this uh, next in extension because shut off there's a i've delved right deep into this but i still don't know because i try to just impel this position on people all sorts i've just decided that there's many 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 it's a multifactorial issue that fuck knows how to fix it there's a couple of things salts some people <laughs> like raising the blood pressure before they lift you know they'll just literally stand there and go and get full of blood to the bed then they do log um yeah Sometimes it can be a, a blood sugar thing as well. You know, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of things that it can be. Um, breathing as well. Sometimes people don't breathe correctly. Like they they hold their breath from the lap all the way from the clean. I suggest breathe in, brace, pick up and lap. Breathe out, breathe back in before you clean. That way you've not hold, held your breath as long. Your blood pressure will be a little bit down. There's a load of cueing things that you can do. Um, but straight up, I don't know the, the answer, mate, unfortunately. The, the, I wish I could say to you, fucking have two gram of salt, three gram of carbs, and slap yourself in the head three times, you'll be fine. But I don't know the I don't know the cheat code. Hmm. So I think I think that these things can make it worse for sure. Like if you if you if you're dehydrated and whatever, <laughs> and you or you you haven't say eating for a while like you're lightheaded before the session or whatever and by the yeah. way if you don't know josh is a good person to ask this question to because he fucking face plants every session so he's probably tried everything under the sun i imagine of you yeah yeah and, it, and i notice it does get worse like if i'm dehydrated or like and i noticed that it, it was happening in in during a training block and then i tr played around with my kind of uh carbs before i started having some porridge before my log session get some carbs in and that that helped a little bit or but i think that's just taking the things away that are making it a lot worse and kind of but i mean the fundamental thing is i, I just think we i just think you're choking yourself out aren't you like essentially you know like you were saying well, about i the, think it is the rack position my, my opinion on it that i've i don't know the answer but my opinion on it is it's the rack position and the position of the neck the reason why I believe this is because I used to get that all the time. Well, all the time, maybe 40% of the time, and I've got lightheadedness. But, but now you've I got strict... 3D anterior delt. Well, no, it's because I strict press now. And my strict press rack position relies more on thoracic and a little bit of lumbar extension over extension in the C spine. So um, I don't get it when I strip log. I do get it when I push press log. When I'm in a vertical stacked rack position with Pez dispenser head, I get it. When I'm in strict press back snap position, I don't get it. Yeah. So I think this is a... I think in, in preview rack position, generally, 
that's going to be the the, the number one thing. Um, I think it would be cool to test if you got a, a C spine adjustment. Maybe you got a little bit of adjustment in your neck, created a bit more space there. You know when they wrap the towel under your chin and extend your head and you get an extra inch. Maybe that'll create a bit of space action, and maybe when you're in extension, something's going on. It's it's because I believe it's it's a blood it's a blood flow thing, not an oxygen thing. It must be a blood flow thing because right. nothing can make you go like that other than blood flow to the brain. So it must be something to do with blood flow, in my opinion. Um, it, it, it must be because you can literally just be you can be there in rack, and then you can be bumped off. So yeah. So a thing that's worked for me and I'm not saying I recommend it, I'm just saying it works for me, is, like, I have smelling salts, like, immediately before the lift. Like, if I be watching literally any of my blog videos, that if I, if I didn't crop the, the... The bit that I crop out that's, like, three seconds before is always me having smelling salts and then lobbing my smelling salts and then quickly getting... And that... Uh, that that really starts me going lightheaded, and the the thing with like mm. a, a lot of people use smelling salts because they get um, they they use it for the arousal, whereas I don't I don't use it for that at all. Like smelling salts used to be used in for for bringing people bringing people around when they passed out, basically. So yeah, use that as like a preventative thing, and like literally, like sometimes I'll go in and like use the empty log 50 60 kilo log and then i, I wake up on, i'm on the floor i'm thinking fuck me why, why am i on the what, what happened and then i wonder if smelling salts are vasodilators i'm not sure i wonder, I wonder if when you hit a smelling salt and it sends that signal i wonder if it's a vasodilator and it increases the blood flow and maybe that's why it helps because maybe maybe if this is restricting blood flow to the brain the salt yeah. allows I don't know why, but it definitely definitely does work that because I've told a lot of people to do that and they say, oh yeah, this helps a lot. Um, but I don't know why it does it. Yeah. So eliminate all the other little things, like say you you make sure you, you've had enough carbs, make sure you're not dehydrated and stuff. Um, improve like improve that rack position. Some people, the technique is Google, Josh, just say smelling salts increase blood flow to the brain. What percentage progress do you aim for on lift? What do you think here? Uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be weird. It's hard. I, never, I don't work in percents, mate. I'll be, I'll be honest. So I, I don't, I don't aim for any percent. And also I go with the flow of a program system because, you know, sometimes you'll do a training block and a certain lift will, just naturally take priority and end up progressing really well. And if that is, I'll be like, oh, I'll take advantage of this. Uh, and, and sometimes we'll have a bigger percent jump than others. You know, sometimes you do a, a training phase and there, there isn't really a goal to progress a percentage. It's, it's more to progress the work capacity or, you know, th there's a bit more to a training phase than always just progressing a, you know, a percentage, so to speak. There's a lot, you know, it's a lot more, that's a very small part of what strength training is. So I don't even consider that half the time, to be to be honest. Yeah. I don't know how about you. I, I, I think, I think you, the goal setting is the key here. And I think if you're putting, if you're getting too, you can get too obsessed with like quantifiable targets and the, prob the problem is, like, we're all so 
different and individual, but if you, you're you're trying to quantify kind of targets and, and goals like this, you're gonna you're just gonna set yourself up for failure because a lot of the time you're not gonna. You, what what if you what if you improve? Why like you do an eight week block and you put five kilos on your deadlift, but you were trying to project eight kilos? Like you've smashed it. You've you've done great. Um, Here's an um, example, right? Shane, Shane Flowers is a 420 deadlifter. His last training block, he's just finishing it now on deadlift. We started with 175 sets of 10. Feedback week one, back pump after three sets, fucking glutes seizing up, boom, you know, dying. Week six, he did like 250 for sets of 10. No back pump, two minutes rest, felt great. Work capacities for... He's not put a percent on anything, you know. He, he's, his work capacity is mad, and that was a whole training phase, uh, and it's setting him up for the next block. So now he can handle more volume. He gets more recovery. He can do work after the deadlifts that he couldn't do before because he had back pump and was lying on the floor. So that's a whole different progression point that's not even thinking about the percent. Yeah, and I think this is... Um... And obviously that that's brilliant elite results and i think yeah that's that, something that can drastically change the yeah. next phase yeah but we and didn't it, plan that phase like oh i need to make sure like a lot of people plan training a bit wrong not they just they go oh i've got a 280 deadlift i have to get 290 this next block and i'm like well you, you don't like that could be four blocks down the line you know so yeah yeah, or, or pull two two seventy for a speed rep at the end of the next block, feeling great whilst pushing the other event, or whatever. Yeah, recovering better from you know the two sixty to two eighty range, you know, being able to do it more consistently rather than needing a peak. You know, there's all stuff you can do. So I can see as it as like a beginner or a novice, like you you get you can see it, you, be careful getting addicted to the gratification of these kind of quantifiable progresses every training block because yeah. they are going to get significantly more difficult as you the further down the line you go but everybody can progress one percent better every week across the board on in lit that that's my mantra that i that i live by in like every aspect of my life and always and 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 you know how i measure it i just ask myself do I think I've got a little bit better this week at this? And yes, like I do, and that and that's enough. And and the, and if there are some like quantifiable measures that can get in in there, then then great. But if you're just focusing on the metrics, like it, it can be a dangerous game because you can very easily get you let get yourself let down when when actually so, uh, very often like you've smashed it but you're not giving yourself the credit for it so just try just try and get a little bit better all the time i know it sounds cheesy but get addicted to that do we need to focus on bracing for the deadlift or would it be better served to attain your position let the arms hang long and push through the floor with the legs man i'm not sure um why those are separate but um yeah you you can you can do both yeah, I I think like I've read read this question a couple of times. I think me, me, I think what a lot the an error that a lot of people do is they focus that sorry, they feel that the they, they have their method of bracing. Like say a lot of people will brace when they breathe in, a lot of people will brace when they breathe out, a lot of people will kind of just hold the breath where it is, 
like there's a lot of different bracing techniques um whereas if you if you kind of breathing in as you breathe in and take it like a air into your diaphragm like that's automatically going to take you into more extended position at the torso yeah and then if we focus on exhaling we can focus on pushing the ribs down and then that's going to promote more kind of a flex position so be, do, do, like analyze yourself like what's your what's your resting posture are you more are you more extended are you more flexed like what 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 can you do what 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 can you do to bring yourself more more neutral what would say on the on the deadlift would be if you want to kind of put yourself at a mechanical advantage like have a bit of a play around with setting you setting your pelvis like i I've made this error in the past where I used to take a massive breath, a massive inhale, send my diaphragm up, which had sent me into like extension and then anterior pelvic tilt. And then I'm further, I'm a lot further away from the bar in the start position. Whereas like, I feel I felt a lot better over time and I've done it with clients where I'm focusing on, especially if, because a lot of us are quite extended at the lumbar. Like if you've got anterior pelvic tilt, like actually focus on doing like a, like pushing the ribs down and then a kind of taking a breath whilst keeping the ribs down and then focusing on keeping that position. Like as you're going to, as you're going to get lower down to the bar, you, you, you're going to, that's going to shorten the range of motion a little bit, but so, so it's not kind of one or the other, is it Shane? Like you can. No, you want to find your, you want to find your most optimal position and then learn to brace in that optimal position and then you sweep. If you're bracing and it's moving you, like the thing that I think people, sometimes people think brace means like retract scapula as well. And I kind of feel like maybe this guy might be thinking that like he's getting his arms long and then he's going brace and pulling him back and he's saying which yeah. is the best to do. Uh, but maybe that's kind of what's going on here. I don't know, but but just because you have your arms long and you're driving with your legs, doesn't mean you can't be braced in that. Like the twins pull like that, don't they? They're braced in that. There's not, they're not, you know, if you try, before the twins go to lift, if you were to push them or do anything, they are solid. You know, they are, they created so much force and tension in that position, even though they've got long arms, protracted shoulders, etc. So yeah, you, you need to learn to blend the two, my friend, and it will, will, will come together and feel amazing. Yeah, so I, th I think that's a, a really good point that you've made about actually, like, I've got, I've gone against the thing that a thing that I preach now on all the other exercises where I always say like, right, find the optimal bar path and then learn what to do with your body after that. Whereas actually, I've just said about right, sort your brace out and then get into position. Whereas actually, just take take what Shane Shane said about about the deadlift and actually find your optimal position like with an empty bar or put 60 kilos on the bar so you can actually just like you can pull your body weight against it kind of thing and find you find your ideal start position and have a little bit of play with the pelvis position have a have a look at some of these cues that people say about uh, getting tight with the lats and stuff one one that I like is like about getting your imagine you're trying to put your armpits into your back pocket think a lot of people make the error of retracting the scapula and then they get the re retract the scapula 
50 60% they feel all right and then like we said before they go heavier and then they get pulled they get pulled over whereas if you focus on on almost like separating your scapula and um you, you might have an e easier time getting your get, getting your getting your lats tight fo focusing on putting these uh shoulder blades into your back pocket and you're going to be able to brace it you're going to be able to get into a lot more solid position that you're more likely to maintain throughout the lift